Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to the program Align with Lina. And today I am super excited to bring to you a friend, a brother, a colleague, someone who is committed to bring to the world messages that are coming through him, that are consistent with reminding us of our divinity, our magnificence, the love that is inside of us, the love that we are made from, the love that we have been designed to share, to extend with all of humanity so that love can meet love wherever we are. So with much excitement, help me in welcoming Sebastian Blakesley, direct from Argentina. <laughs> Welcome, Sebastian. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Lina, for inviting me and for giving me the, the opportunity to be with you. It's a true blessing for me and also for giving me the opportunity to share what I receive to bring more light to this world. Oh, absolutely. And I'll just give a, a brief um, uh, statement about how you and I met because it was a couple of years ago at a conference that was uh, offered for those who are followers and, and students of the book that was channeled through Mari Perone called A Course for Love. And both of us uh, were moved by that book. And of course, you went on to translate it into the Spanish version. So it was wonderful meeting you inside of that, that setting that was there to honor such beautiful teachings that came directly from, you know, the source that we know as Jesus. And it's all about love. And you live in Argentina. So it was wonderful that I got to meet you in person. But from that moment, I, you know, we ended up having this connection and life happened. And now here we are, thanks to our mutual friend, Elliot. And uh, so it's really cool. So that's that's our background. So both students of A Course in Miracles, A Course of Love, and then Sebastian is going to share with us all that he has been receiving. So but let me start the conversation with you where I started with everybody. When in this human incarnation? did you begin to realize that there was more than this physical world that we have been taught to believe is what is real? And you began to connect with something that is beyond. Thank you for that question, because that brings me to share my direct relationship with God which is all about these new times of spirituality based on the revelation that I received. I feel the presence of Jesus and Mary in my life from since I have memories. So what happened in my, in my case is that that relationship had and still has different milestones it's like a journey with, with them. One of the uh, important milestones of, of that relationship was when I was about six or seven years old, when my mother was driving a car uh, with all my brothers and sisters inside the car, and there was an accident. Uh, a train crashed uh, and impacted in, uh, in the car, mm -hmm. and my 
brother Peter died mm. because of that accident at that moment. And I went uh, behind the, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, under the train as well. And I saw all the train passing through me. And suddenly at that moment, which was a very risky moment because every, you know, little movement could uh, make you die at that moment. So, and I felt um, a presence of full love at that moment uh, that took my body. And after the train passed through, uh, that presence moved me uh, away from that um, space, like three or four, five meters away to be safe. And that presence, uh, that happened just in seconds. Uh, but that person uh, came to me and said, don't be afraid, I am with you. Don't be afraid, I am with you. And he was repeating that. Um, and I felt the embrace of a divine person that I knew perfectly well, well who was that person? I knew that person was Jesus, like someone that you know from ever and ever, and you are just rejoining at that moment, mm -hmm. that particular experience. And nothing happened to me. I felt absolutely in love with that voice. And then, you know, because it was a, an accident in, uh, then came, the policemen and um, ambulances and, you, you know, uh, and they sent us to a hospital and then they checked everything and went back to my parents' house. During the whole time in which I was going to the hospital and then to, the, to my parents' house, he was with me saying, don't be afraid, I'm with you. Don't be afraid, I'm with you. And I felt such a deepest and pure love that I fall in love with that voice uh, from that moment. Um, but I knew that was Jesus. Um, and after that, I received that voice every day in my life, uh, including the presence and the voice of our Immaculate Mother Mary. And there were different stages in that relationship with him. I knew from that time that I would never find a love like that love in this world. So at the same time, it created conflict in me because I had the desire of becoming one with that love and living just with that love and not being in the world. Mm -hmm. So um, it was like a conflict of being here, but trying, you know, to be with what you with whom your soul loves the most, which is God. Mm -hmm. And I asked Jesus at the age of 16 years old um, to become a monk because I wanted to um, go to the monastery because everything that is related to spirituality based on Jesus and Mary attracts to me very much. And my parents didn't, didn't uh, allow that at that moment. Okay. And I understood 
I understood that uh, that was the will of God because I wanted to respect them. And Jesus came to me and said that he didn't want me to go to a monastery, but he wanted me to be in the world without being off the world. Mm. And that was a very important moment in my spiritual journey. And then just to be focused on your question about the ego, I had an experience um, seven years ago um, in which I could feel how the ego um, went away from me. It was a real experience uh, how, to see all the darkness that was in me um, after a long, long um, dark night of my soul. Um, but there was a, a particular day and moment that I can remember perfectly perfectly well in, in where I felt the movement of the ego going away from me. I got sick at that moment, physically speaking, for a couple of weeks. And after that, I felt like something was removed from me. And um, our Immaculate Mother Mary said that that was the ego going away from me. I was uh, ready to live without uh, the attachment to the ego to the darkness, to conflict. Um, and I, after that, I felt like I was reborn mm -hmm. in, into the light. It was me. Um, I saw, now I can say that my being, my real identity has never changed because of the ego, but it's like something that it was attached to me was gone away and there was a very very particular moment in which uh, i felt that so thank you for your question yeah oh my goodness so many things that you said are just so beautiful and wonderful that i could touch on when you were sharing the story of being underneath the train at such a young age i i felt the chills because i felt the presence of that that maternal love that that brotherly love that we have been so uh disconnected from that purity of that love that wants to be with us always and forever it wants to be embracing us at all times but yet our mind got trained out of believing that that's a constant it's possible so as you were saying that, I was just feeling this beautiful return of our into our awareness of we can live that way. It is our birthright to live that way with that presence at all times. And that you felt it so strongly as a child that when you wanted to go be a monk, I would say that was in your your human mind, you know, that's where people go to go be with, you know, the divine is to go off to a monastery or to a, an ashram or something, you, you go somewhere. But like you, I, I've had this calling, I wanted to go away too. I really wanted to go be in, in a cave somewhere, get away from the insanity of the world. And I kept being told, no, you're going to be in the world, but you're not going to be of it. You know, you 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 belong to me now. Um, 
well, you always have, but like you, I had to do work with releasing the egoic mind. For me, it didn't, it didn't, hasn't left in the way that for you was so clear. It's been a slow peeling of the layers of the onion. To me, the ego is those layers. And it's been a, a very slow process of, of coming to the place that I recognized that for me, ego is just now just some thoughts that show up in my mind. But the density of the darkness that you felt released from your body, little by little, I've been releasing that. And what, what's left is just some thoughts that still conflict me or confuse me about my identity as love. So I still have some work to do in that area. But my truth, my grounding is in my knowingness because I feel it in every fiber of this physical vessel is that I am here to be in this world, but not of it. Because the love that, that we're talking about is not of this world. And that's what this world needs more than anything right now is those of us who are willing to be the presence of something that is so amazing. And I can see it in, in your, your beautiful face. Sometimes it's hard to talk about because how do you put words to something that is so vast? There are no words to describe that that joy that bliss that peace so thank you for sharing for sharing your your story so clearly for you you know the truth of who you are and you know the truth of the presence that is is calling you so let's talk about in this world right now we are in the middle of a big shift i absolutely know it in every fiber of my being because the messages keep coming that humanity is in the process of having its ego removed if we if we so choose to but in a massive way it's not no longer just sebastian over there in argentina lying over here in the states or somebody over there in india or somebody in alaska it's like the whole world is being invited into an opportunity to release what blocks what blocks the presence that we actually are to express itself so share with me, how do you see the collective right now as it pertains to this mass awakening that, that is possible? What, what do we need to do to prepare for that if there is such a thing in, in that, as preparation for you? I know for me, there are, there's some preparation we can do, but I want to hear from your perspective, how do we deal with the wonderful invitation that's been given to us right now? Oh, thank you for that question. That I believe that's a, a, an essential question. And a remarkable Mother Mary said once to me, um, how to, to do that, what, what you mentioned before. And she said, let yourself be loved. Let yourself be loved that is going to be the center of the new spirituality. Mm. And when we understand that letting ourselves be loved is the way to reconnect with God, everything changes in our life. Because when I heard about that the first time, I thought, 
what an strange um, statement. Yeah. Because I was thinking at that moment, doing things or creating something or, you know, how can I fix this part of the of the world of, or which is my role in the uh, in terms of doing something for the world. And, and I realized that it's not about doing anything. <laughs> it's about being who we are. And Jesus showed me who am I? And he showed me that I am love and nothing else but love because he is love and nothing else but love. Once we realized that, we answered the question that we came here to, to ask and to answer, which is who we are. And once we know that we are love and nothing else but love, then the only thing that we need to do is to extend that love. So letting ourselves be loved is to open our heart to receive love, more love every single day in, mm -hmm. in our life. And that love is going to transform us. And some of us will do something. Um, some of us will not do anything except for receiving and transforming the world through that state of being united with Christ, mm -hmm. uh, but that will come from the true identity of what we are. So just to conclude this in an easy way, um, what we should do, let ourselves be loved. To return to the, to abandon everything to God, to give him everything. It's a time of surrounded to him of giving everything to him, more and more, everything, every single aspect of our life. If we need money, we give that to him. He is going to send it to us. If, he, if we need relationships, he will send them, uh, our brothers and sisters, the, the right um, uh, relationships in, in terms of what we are. Um, if we need whatever we feel we need, we give that to him and we wait until he does something with that or with something different. So we are called to abandon completely to the divine love and to let ourselves be loved. And that love is going to do the transformation that uh, it is being done right now. So thank you for uh, asking that question. Well, the answer is absolutely in alignment with what I know the answer to be for me, because my journey has brought me to the place of that total surrender. As, as our friend Elliot said, that radical dependence on, on my will and God's will being one. And I am going to say, I, I don't like to talk about the different uh, levels that people are at, but you know what, in this world of physicality, we have time, we have space, we have linearity to help us understand what's going on because the mind is so programmed in that progression. So I would say this, and I say this with total love and sincerity in my heart, you are somewhere in your embodiment of this truth that I, I recognize is ahead of me, just as I recognize Jesus is way ahead of me. 
So for you to be able to say that is because I know you live that. That that is how your your world operates in that knowingness that has done the work to surrender to that. I still am doing some work to get to the place that everything has been surrendered. And I'm going to say most of my life, the bulk of it, I live inside of that space, but I still know where, where I create some obstacles. But the average person that I get to meet, and they come to me as a teacher because they are on, on, that, on that spiral to, to uh, I'm going to call it liberation from from the human condition it's a spiral staircase and we are where we are and i just happen to be one step ahead of somebody so that i can lend them a hand if, if i am too many steps ahead they, they can't hear what i say and if they're on the same step or ahead of me they don't they don't need my uh my teachings we just share in in our in our knowingness and our joy of what we know but so many people who are going to watch this are I'm going to say, in the beginning stages of cultivating a relationship with Jesus, of cultivating a relationship with God, because so many like me were taught that, you know, God only has one son and, and that Jesus suffered for our sins. And we carry the guilt that Jesus was crucified because we were such bad people. So our mind has been polluted with misinformation that creates that veil, the cover that keeps us from feeling the connection to Jesus's love because either one, we feel guilty or we are basically, I know I took the attitude of, I didn't ask him to get crucified for me. I didn't ask for that. I'm not accepting that responsibility. So, so many minds that are right now in the middle of what's happening in a world that's breaking down, egos breaking down don't have a relationship that is steady with Jesus or God. God is still fearful and on a cloud somewhere. I had to bring God off the cloud before I could accept it in my heart. What, because you're a teacher and you help so many through your programs and your books, what would be some, some steps that people could take to go from fearing God and, and maybe feeling guilt for what happened to Jesus to surrendering, because that, that's a big stretch if you don't understand what has happened. So what would be your recommendations at that basic level? To love yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that's the beginning and the end of this road that we call life, because all the darkness comes from a lack of love. So letting ourselves be loved, is possible when we embrace everything that we are and we bring love to whatever we are. Um, when we do that, we can accomplish the purpose of our existence, which is to be who we are. So the way of being open to receive the divine love and the awareness of our direct relationship with God is an unconditional acceptance of our humanity as we are, which means to accept others as they are and to be who I am and respect others to be what they are because 
this darkness that you mentioned before come from thousands of years of a humanity that is telling us how to be, how to act, how to feel, how things are supposed to be done or what is good or what is wrong. So we, that created a problem in us, in our identity, which is that we don't know who we are. Yeah. We forgot who we are and we believe we are something wrong. There is something wrong with us, that we are not enough. We are not good enough. So because we believe that, because our identity is that, um, we are afraid of the light. Yeah. We are afraid of being who we are because we, we know or we believe that others will punish us because we believe the society and people don't like that freedom of being who you are. Yeah. So the call is to start being who we truly are and to live in harmony with that truth. And to do that, we need to let ourselves be loved so we can have the experience of being unconditionally, uh, unconditionally loved um, in our humanity. And to do that, we need to be able and willing to love ourselves. Yeah. But that is the hardest thing, as you said, because the conditioning that from the time that we're beautiful, innocent little babies that are nothing but the presence of love, we are told we're something else. We're told, oh, you're just a human. You're just this person. You're just this physical vessel. And little by little, that mind gets gets confused in our identity. And so it, it is. But as you said, the process is not only to let ourselves be loved, that, that's the result of this whole journey, but it starts with beginning to love ourselves, to accept our confusion, to accept our delusion, to accept the all of the ways that we have been unloving towards ourselves and others and the world right now has been well it's expressing this call for love it is absolutely you can see that all of the rioting all of the marches everything that that i witness when i watch these groups of people gathering together and and marching there is a call for look at me i matter i have something to say i have something to bring there's something that i can offer to make this world a better place i have my own truth and this this incredible cry i'm going to say that is happening from within big chunks of humanity it is because what we really are wants to express itself so we just have to get our mind to stop suppressing it and allow ourselves to, to express it. But it is scary having something push from inside of you that wants to be birthed and express itself. When so much of our lives, every time we expressed ourselves, somebody said, who do you think you are? Go back to your room. You're, you're not a musician. You're not an artist. You're not that smart. So we've had the world pushing against what wants to express itself. And we have this, this um, conflict happening 
and you and I know that that the love is going to win. It's already won. So that that's a given. But as we're moving through this battle that is expressing as within, so without, what what would be some things uh, practical, like baby steps, that you might share in some of your classes with some of your students? Something that is really practical based on my experience, and and I think it's suitable for this dialogue is, you know, the distance between what we um, are and the illusion of what we are is as short as the distance between our head and our heart. <laughs> that is something that I learned because Archangel Raphael told me and it is going back to our heart. Our heart is what it was, you know, denied. Mm -hmm. So in order to make that, humanity and ourselves became too much mental, too much rational. We use too much our mind. We think too much. <laughs> we believe too much in our interpretations in what we think, in what we believe. But if we start today to recognize that our mind was um, confused with the information that the, it received, but our heart did not, and we go back to our heart, and we say to our mind, wait, because now, the king is going to be the heart, yeah. no longer you. And that will change everything in your life because you will start asking you what you feel mm -hmm. instead of what you think. And if you love yourself enough, you will accept everything that comes from your heart. If you feel that this is something that you don't have to do because it doesn't give you happiness, peace, harmony, and a sense of gratitude, you will not do that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because your heart knows what is good for you. Your uh, heart knows who you are. The wisdom of heaven is in your heart. Immaculate Mother Mary said once to me that the heart is the center of our spirituality. So we don't need to go to a theology or to a philosophy or to any university to know who we are. It is in our heart. So I would say, forget about your mind and go to your heart. And then your mind will follow your heart and you will get the stage sooner or later of the integration of the heart and the mind. And there will no longer be conflict because something that I learned from Jesus very clearly was that the separation is the separation between our mind and our heart. Mm -hmm. So we think something, but we desire something different. Yeah. So when that happens, Jesus said, in the meantime, you are walking to the stage of integrity in which both the mind and the heart will 
work together in harmony. But in the meantime, in which you have to put your heart as the king of what you do, what you uh, desire and everything in your life based on your heart, if you have difference between what your heart says and what your mind says, the truth is what your heart says. Yeah, yeah. Which in other ways means follow after your heart yeah. and forget about what you think because uh, our mind needs to be free of mm -hmm. all those content. And just to conclude this important topic, Lina, I would say that one of the rules of our thinking mind is to go back to what it is familiar. And for us, it is familiar to feel and to think that we are not good enough. Yeah, yeah. So we go to that state every, every time. Our mind goes to that state. Yeah. But that is just a way of thinking. Mm -hmm. But the good news is that we can create a new familiarity for our mind. So if our mind starts from today to listen to the heart and telling you who you are, the beauty that you are, the holiness that you are, and the magnificence of who you are, then that will become the new familiarity. Yeah. And the mind will never go back to the darkness. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so basically. Integrity. Yes, so beautifully stated in that journey from the head to the heart, as they say, it's the longest journey we will ever go on. And, and it, it is a journey of courage because one of the most important things that I learned uh, as I was shifting from my head to the heart is I had to tell myself something that was so painful in the beginning and later on it became, it became one of my truths. I had to tell myself I was wrong. Each time my head wanted to lead, I would have to say, no, you're absolutely wrong. You're taking me where I don't want to go. I want to follow my heart. I, this is what feels good. This is what feels alive and exciting for me. And that conflict between me telling myself a part of me was wrong and a part of me was right and recognizing those two distinct voices was not only that I feel I was going crazy for a while. I thought, okay, now I know why people ended up in insane asylums not because they were crazy, but because they were waking up. They were hearing those voices very clearly and they didn't wanna follow the voice that was leading them into the, the familiar uh, conditioned aspects. But that, that time of arguing internally with that voice that wanted me to do the same old, same old, it didn't feel exciting to my heart. That was many, many years. And, and I remember my son, when he was 14, my youngest son, I've got two, when he was 14 and he started doing drugs and I, I knew I was not going to deal with that in the same way society dealt with it because by then I, I had a really good understanding why he was drugging. He was numbing himself from his discomfort. He was totally conflicted inside. He wanted to follow his heart, but society, including parents, you know, me obviously being the mother, we had a plan for him. And th this is the path for success, but his heart wanted to go a totally different way. So when he started doing drugs, I, I, I 
by then I knew to listen to the guidance of Jesus, who had me deal with him totally different than how society dealt with him. And for him to be able to hear the voice of his heart, it, it was a four-year journey for him to finally feel like he could connect with the voice that excited him, that made him happy, that brought him peace, instead of that noise in the head that was making him feel angry, insecure, conflicted. So it is, it is quite the journey, but it's a journey we all have to, to go through. Why do you it's think- a journey where the, the, the world is going. It, the world is going because we are talking about um, the collective um, movement of the consciousness. We are moving to the sacred heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, which is the sacred heart of God, which in other words means to return to our true identity. And we find our true identity in our heart because we have been created to be loved, to be happy, to enjoy our existence yeah. and nothing else but that. And we know whether we are enjoying or not, respecting the language of our heart. So we are in a process of returning to the knowledge of the language of the heart. And I know it's a process, of course, it's a process, and we are in that process. Uh, but the good news is that process is not, it cannot be stopped. Yeah. Yeah, it it's definitely uh, full on. And we not only can we not stop it, but we don't want to stop it. We wouldn't yeah. want to stop it if we had awareness of it. L let's take the rest of our time together to talk about what we know is, is possible when we live from our hearts. Because a lot of people are hearing about the discomfort in the world, about the discomfort in their minds, about the, co the conflict inside of them. They know that they've got to find another way, as the Course in Miracles teaches us. The willingness to look for another way is how we enter the path of the, the way. So we know people are in that discomfort. And we know that there are lots of people seeking. Many of them have found books like yours, like Course of Love, like you know the Bhagavad Gita, the, the teachings of Lao Tzu, the teachings of Science of Mind. There are so many teachings, including the Bible, that are bringing people uh, ways, processes, methods to awaken, but not too many are really sharing, like between peers. How are we in the world, but not of it? What does that look like? And what happens inside of us so that we can become examples that if I can do the clearing that I needed to do to, to get my mind to be in a, ser a servant, you know, in service to my heart, get my heart to lead the way, get Jesus, get that relationship with Jesus to be my primary relationship, where I go to for my guidance. I, I don't go to the outer world for guidance anymore. So when we operate under no laws but gods, we live a different life. But we often don't talk about that because you and I as teachers are teaching people how to get here, but they don't know what here is they can sense our peace and they want that. They read what we write or what we share and it sounds so beautiful and they want it. But let's talk about what, what is life like for you and me in this state of consciousness because it's very different than my life used to be. 
it doesn't look different on the outside, but inside, my goodness, it's so different. Share, what, what is life like for you from this state of consciousness? Yes, I agree with you, Lina. Everything changes when you know who you are. Yeah. When you answer the question that you came to uh, answer to this world, and when you have the encounter with the divine love, it's like happens when you fall in love with someone, your life changes. And think about how it will change when that person that you fall in love with, knowing a love that has no beginning or end, a love that is not from the world, it is from who you are, a love that constitutes your desire, your essence, and everything that you are. And in that love, you are complete. Yeah. Because you know that um, that's the only thing you need. And when you embrace that love, when you know how much God loves you, you don't desire anything that is, uh, you know, different than that love. And you don't want to do anything different than that love because that love absorbs you completely and you really want to be absorbed into that love. And your way of talking, your way of living, your um, aspect, your body, everything changes. It, it is transformed by love. In my case, that created um, everything in my life. So I left my career, my business career, because there was a time in which I, I realized that that was very, you know, it, it wasn't in harmony with, with what I was called to be. And at the right time, I left that career and I moved to a place like I am now, which is a place surrounded by nature and in a very, very completely different way that I thought when I was young. Um, so the encounter with the divine love changes everything in your life. Um, and you start to be um, really who you are, living with more freedom to express who you are, and you find a happiness. Yeah. You find a happiness. You can say after that encounter, I found what I was looking for, because we are all looking for something. Yeah. And that something is not money, it's not uh, acknowledgement or love yeah. from others or partners or um, whatever we, 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 we look for. What we are looking for is the unconditional love. Yeah. And that's what we find. And when we find that, all the masks go away like the ego, because <clears throat> ego is just a mask. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it goes away um, just because you don't need them, yeah. because you know who you are, and everything changes in your life. Um, you never, after that encounter, you never feel alone. 
you never feel conflict because you know who you are and you know when you know who you are you know who is with you nothing can happen to you because you belong to god and you know that our immaculate mother mary said once to me you belong to me because i'm your mother you don't belong to the world and when we know that you don't you are not afraid of anything else because you have what you need oh my goodness that is just so beautiful so beautiful and it's what i have uh it, it's yeah, what so i experience because as you were saying the dependence on external things little by little the dependence dependence on it goes away for me as a marriage ended or the career um it was time I could feel the nudge. I was being called, guided by Jesus to become an awareness coach. And I'm like, I've never done that. I've never heard of that. Why would I want to do something that nobody's ever done before? They don't teach that at the university. Why, why would I want to be an awareness coach? I've got a great career here making a lot of money um, in, in my, my trained job. Yeah. And when as things began to, to fall apart in my life, I was feeling this reassurance it's let it go it's okay you don't need that you're going to be just fine without it and as i began to listen more to that voice from the heart that was letting me know that what was being removed was actually adding more to me it was adding an opportunity to connect deeper it was adding an opportunity for me to experience more as you were saying more peace more certainty more clarity so everything that was being removed was adding something I didn't know I was missing. <laughs> and it was just an incredible opportunity. It's almost, you know, like you do a visual. As this was taken away, there was, my heart was filling up with something. And I was feeling more of, as you said, you know, this, this presence that when you feel the presence of God, source spirit whatever we want to call it because people listening to this still some people have a um they don't have a connection with god so like i did for a while call it source call it spirit call it creator whatever feels comfortable i like to give people permission to use whatever word feels comfortable but when you feel that presence as the essence of who you are when i felt that and I came to the place, mm, the first time I felt it, August 16th, 2007, between 12 o'clock and 1 o'clock, I had an appointment that I didn't know I had an appointment with God. <laughs> and when I felt that presence for the first time, consciously, I, I could tell that I had had that presence many times before. But when you feel that you and the Father, Mother, God are one, everything changes. And a fearlessness begins to happen because fear begins to fall away. Not, not all of it fell away immediately. It did in that moment, that hour. It was actually 45 minutes of that hour that I was in 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 oneness. Of course, there's there's no fear, there's only love. You know, there's no possibility of fear. But after that time, 
you know, my mental construct, my egoic thoughts returned. And of course, some of it was creating doubt. Some of it, my heart had already been touched and open. There was no denying what I felt as my truth. Now, the journey was all about accessing that more consistently by removing the, the doubts, the thoughts that were trying to block that again. But when you feel the liberation of the presence as your, uh, your true identity, my identity, I felt what Jesus taught. I and the Father are one. I and the Father and Mother are, are one. There, there's no denying that. The world is headed towards a mass, mass awakening. Can you imagine when billions of people are walking around the planet like you and I, knowing that we are one with a creative source? What camaraderie, what joy, what celebration, what co-creation is going to open? Open up, lay down, and you've been doing that. You've just been giving and giving and giving these beautiful teachings that come through you. I would love for the rest of our time together share some of the truths that are coming through you to share, so that more and more people can hear just truth. <laughs> Thank you for giving me that opportunity. And something that is coming right now is to share that it is true when we talk about <clears throat> reborning. What happens when we have an encounter with God, the encounter with love, is that we reborn. We no longer are what we used to be or how we used to be but we start being a new being we have a new life so something that happened to me is that i couldn't recognize myself in the past when i was connecting back the dots and i saw who or how i was in the past i saw that and i said that wasn't me that was not me. And I could see that perfectly well. And of course that was not me. That was the mask. I was acting of, you know, how it was supposed to be. But when you are who you truly are, you are free of expressing what you think, what you feel, because everything that you do is based on love. So you speak based on love. You think based on love, or you don't speak just because love asks you not to speak, but you do everything based on love, and we reborn. So it is absolutely possible to reborn now, at this very moment. And something that I understood is that creation is not one act. It's a, it's a permanent and eternal act. So we are being created every single minute in our existence. Mm -hmm. 
So every time that we close our heart, our, our eyes, I'm sorry, and we feel our heart, mm -hmm. and we are in the present, we can feel how we are reborning to a new being. We are always new. So I would invite everyone to be open to be changed into the new being that you really are. So there was a shout in my heart during many years in this process in which I could hear my heart saying, God, I don't want to be as I used to be. I want to be new. I want to be new. Love makes everything new, yes. Jesus said at that moment to me. So he can make you a new woman, a new man, a new life. Everything that you experience is just part of the past. Yes. We are able to reborn every single minute. And when we understand that, we start to enjoy we start enjoying the mystery of who we are. So we open our heart to the creation, to the constant creation of who we are and the manifestation of who we are. So I would say that forget about what you think about who you are, forget about your beliefs and create a space of emptiness in your mind and in your heart and let the wisdom of Christ to fulfill that emptiness and you will see the effect. Everything will be transformed into love because love can make everything new and love can transform everything, no matter what you did or no matter what you think. You can be new now and this is the call to let yourself be loved so you can be transformed by that love and your life will be transformed completely into happiness. Mm. Oh my goodness. I So beautiful, so beautiful to sit in your presence and receive that, that beautiful message. You know, I, I just feel like it's, you know, Brother Jesus or Mother Mary just sitting there talking to me. That, that is just so, so beautiful, so beautiful. In, in, to put it in practical terms, what this has done for me, my transformation has shown up very much in, in the characteristics that the Course in Miracles taught me is what a teacher of God, a teacher of love, a teacher of truth embodies. And for me, it has been this deep, deep, deep trust in, in the Father, Mother, God. It has also shown up as honesty. I, I don't have secrets. I, I don't have, there's nothing that anybody can ask me that I'm not willing to talk about, whether it's from my past, my egoic self, or my present. That honesty has made me transparent and I love it. And people feel safe around me because they know that there's no hidden agenda. I used to have that, so I know the difference. And there is a, a joy that's a constant joy because uh, I enjoy being here. I enjoy being on this planet, experiencing what's unfolding in front of me. 
there's so much patience and there is so much gentleness and I don't need to to defend what I know is my truth. I respect all beings where they are, which is not how it used to be. Not only was I impatient, but I needed you to get on and, and know what I knew so that, that you could agree with me. And there's so much tolerance for everything being as it is. There's so my mind is so open to hearing all the different ways that God expresses itself. And all of the ways that people hide the truth of God within themselves. I'm open to that too. And But the gentleness that I feel towards every single being, presence, tree, leaf, bird, you know, bug, is remarkable. I had no idea I could be that gentle. I used to be, you know, the term here in the U.S. is I was a tough bitch. I knew what I wanted and I was not afraid to go after it and let you know how it needed to be done. And to let that dissolve and move into this gentleness that walks on this planet with such reverence for everything that is before me, whether it's you, Sebastian, or the computer that brings you or the camera or the light that is making the internet that is making this opportunity possible. There is such, such gentleness and gratitude for that gentleness that is beyond anything I could ever explain to anybody. But for me, it's the result of doing that hard work of peeling back the layers and undoing, stripping away the masks as you were saying. That's why this whole idea of radical dependence, I am so comfortable with that now. I used to depend on Lina, my egoic identity. Now, I am radically dependent on that love of God to flow through me and I do whatever it takes to remove any obstacle to that flow. Because to me, that is what is allowing me to have the most joyful experience with life that I ever, ever could have imagined was possible. And I love hearing, you know, I can feel that that's how you live, how you live. Could you share just final words of wisdom with whoever's watching us? And many people will watch this now for the next weeks and months and years that they'll live for infinity here on the World Wide Web. Yeah, <clears throat> and in the hearts, because this, you know, the work of the spirit uh, goes beyond limits. So thank you for uh, giving this opportunity. And there was once when our Immaculate Mother Mary said to me, Live your life as I lived when I was walking through the earth. And that is to live your life with unlimited trust. That's the way of Mary. The way of Mary is living with an unlimited trust to love, which means to God. When we do that, we start to become free. Mm -hmm. And we realized that we have a divine father, we have a divine mother, and they want to take care of us because we realize that 
we wasn't just created and abandoned by our Divine Mother or our Divine Father. God created us and he is with us to accomplish the purpose of our life and our existence. He's part of our existence because he is one with us. So if we need something, we can ask him. If we feel we there is something wrong in us, we can give it to him. He will fix it. He will do whatever he has to do. Our life doesn't belong to us. Our life belongs to God, as we do. So it is time to accept that truth and to give it back to him. Giving our life to him is the most clever and wise decision that we can make because love doesn't belong to us. It belongs to him because he is the source of life. And when we give our life to him and we live our love, life with unlimited trust on him, he will return back to us that life united to him. Can you imagine what that means to your life? I do. I know it. Yeah, I know it. And I know everyone who will do this will say yes, because you will have that experience. So I would say, forget about your life and give it to, to God and you will see the difference. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cultivating that trust. Uh, and before this journey, I would have said, you're crazy. I'm not giving my life to God, you know, um, but that's because we don't know God and we don't know love and we don't know the majesty of the mystery that awaits us when we're brave enough to surrender into total, complete alignment with something that loves us more than we'll ever, ever in our human existence comprehend. Sebastian, thank you so much for this beautiful conversation. Thank you very much. And I would like to say just a few things about what you just said when you said um, that we are afraid of giving everything to God because um, we are accustomed to trust in our ego, in our um, humanity disconnected with God. That's why vulnerability and failure are one of the best things that can happen in our life. If you feel you are fa a failure, if you think that your life doesn't work, if you feel like everything went down in your existence, feel happy because you are just a couple of meters of heaven. Yeah. Because it is when we have nothing, when everything is failure, when everything is you know, destroyed in our life, when we understand that we have no strength other than God. And that is what is happening right now in history, yeah. in our humanity. Everything is being removed so we can have the opportunity of not trusting in what we have done, but trusting in the divine love. 
So thank you for, for telling about that. Oh my goodness. So we will have to do another conversation because everything that is falling apart is giving us an opportunity to come together inside, to, to come into alignment inside. Oh my gosh. So what's the name of your website that people can find you? Oh, um, www.chooseonlylove.org. Mm, I will post it also. Thank you very um, much. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Well, yes, well, I'll reach out. We'll have to continue this conversation. There's just too much yumminess here left to, to talk about. Thank you so much for being here. And Thank you. Thank you those, very much. Yes, to everyone who got to hear this, please, please go to his website, chooseonlylove.org, because the words of wisdom, the, the gifts that await you from Sebastian that are coming, I'll say it in Spanish, mi, mi hermano Sebastian, that are coming to you. Uh, we cannot do justice for the transmission of the frequency of the vibration of truth. And you'll receive it more directly if you go to his web, website. Let me say it again, chooseonlylove.org. Thank you, brother. This, is, this was a gift. Gracias, Laina. Muchas gracias. Thank oh, you. Un encanto.